0: Hello, and welcome to this FRDH podcast. I'm Michael Goldfarb. Apologies for the long gap between podcasts. I've been on assignment for the BBC World Service in western Ukraine, making a program about what's left of Ashkenazic Jewish life in what was its heartland a century ago. Back then, there was no independent nation called Ukraine. The territory was divided between the Russian and Austro-Hungarian empires. My father's family tree can be traced to this part of the world, to Odessa, which was Russia's warm-weather port on the Black Sea, and the countryside near Lviv, which has been known as Lvov in its time, and which was called Lemberg when my grandmother lived there as a girl, and it was the capital of Galicia, the easternmost province of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. The twentieth century cut me and most of my fellow Jews off from these roots and our family histories, And that's devastating. We first become aware of history, that there was a time before we lived and to which we are connected in the family context. The first time a child asks his mother or father, who's grandpa or grandma, and hears, Grandpa is my father, is the beginning of historical awareness. The child starts puzzling it out. Papa has a papa. To a five-year-old, a grandfather seems ancient, and slowly the five-year-old begins to realize he has a connection to what is the past. The Holocaust cuts this off for most Jews. The early 20th century, when millions of us left the Ashkenazic heartland, the wide flat area between the Baltic and Black Seas, was a decisive cutting off of ties with the family and villages left behind but only because of the nature of communications and travel. Letters were still exchanged, if infrequently, between siblings and cousins, bearing news of family who chose to stay behind. Then came the Holocaust and Stalinism. The Jewish community was effectively extinguished. And in my family, where there were no letters exchanged, the erasure of historical facts about who my people were Only family stories, which differed, depending on who was telling them, to mark our connection to the deeper channels of history. It's different for other immigrant groups that left Europe for America, I think. I had an Irish friend back in my acting days in 1970s New York, Peter Rogan. Peter was from County Leitrim, We met doing an off-off Broadway showcase, and one evening in the dressing room, he took out a snapshot of a whitewashed cottage surrounded by thick grass. This is home, he said. It wasn't a particularly interesting house. Years later, when I spent a lot of time in Ireland covering the end of the conflict in the north, I would realize that this ordinary-looking cottage was a typical farmworker's place. But Peter invested the simple sentence, This is home. With such warmth of feeling, it could have been Tara and gone with the wind. At the time, I thought, I don't have such a place. And I think that's probably why I remember him even showing me the picture at all. I knew the names of cities where my people come from, Odessa, Lemberg, Budapest, but no house or address. And later I would find out that two of those cities, Lemberg and Budapest, were not really where my people came from at all. I have friends from the American South who have a rootedness to place going back centuries. In one case, you have to go back to the late 1600s before the mists of time shroud his family story. At one reunion, all the siblings and cousins wore a t-shirt that had the family name, the date they arrived in South Carolina, and the legend, we've been here longer than you. Another friend with southern roots told me that the peach orchard, where the decisive moments of the Civil War Battle of Shiloh were fought, were on his family's property. The farm was ruined, and they joined the diaspora from the Confederacy, heading west. It would be generations before his family would regain some kind of stability, which he marked this way. It was a full century before anyone in my family went to university. He was that person. I am envious of these family histories. Italian-Americans, Irish-Americans, other hyphenates, know their home villages, tell tales of going back and finding distant cousins who can tell them about their great-grandparents or fill in legends of why their forebears picked up and left. Jews from Galicia and the Pale of Settlement don't have this. We have mysteries and imagined histories. My family name is Katz, So my father told me. Somehow, by the time my great-grandfather arrived in America, it had become goldenfarb, which was inscribed by the clerk who registered him as goldfarb. Towards the end of my father's life, when I was finishing my book, Emancipation, how liberating Europe's Jews from the ghetto led to revolution and renaissance, I asked him about this. Cats is a conflation of two Hebrew words, kahan which means righteous priest, or we have the priestly class, the Cahanes, Cohens. He didn't know. Katz, as I learned, making the documentary for the BBC, was as common a Jewish name in Odessa as Smith in the Anglo-Saxon world. My father then rambled into a story about how my great-grandfather had, at some point in the 1880s, gone north from Odessa to Galicia with his stake in life a precious gemstone there he got married started a family and eventually made it to america in the 1890s where more children arrived including my grandfather a jewel was he a jeweler did he work with precious stones and metals pop was that how he got the name goldfarb he didn't know and there's no way of knowing this wasn't my first trip to ukraine Six years ago I went to Lviv, Lemberg, in advance of the European football championships to report on racism and the strange phenomenon of anti-Semitism where there are no longer Jews. While I was there, I was told that the Austro-Hungarian archives were still intact, containing the birth, death, marriage records of Galicia. A lot has changed in Ukraine since then. Some of those archives are now available online, just like the Ellis Island records. A local historian was able to find a couple of mentions of my grandmother's family, including her mother's, my great-grandmother's maiden name, Mysels, A tendril, a tendril of connection to my history. Crawling over the Iron Curtain, the Holocaust crushed down on it. Another thing that has changed in Lemberg, Lviv, is the anti-Semitism seems to have died down a bit. There's greater acknowledgement of what happened in Galicia to the Jews, and a tacit understanding that the Holocaust, by bullet, was only possible with the participation of many Ukrainians. I was in Lviv for a commemoration ceremony to mark the 75th anniversary of the liquidation of the city's ghetto. Of all the places where the Holocaust occurred, Galicia and Lemberg were probably the deadliest, Virtually none of the region's 600,000-plus Jews survived. Fritz Katzmann, the SS-Obergruppenführer who oversaw the two-year-long orgy of death, began a memo sent to superiors when the job was finished. Galicia is the small corner on earth most known and most frequently mentioned in connection with the Jews. Here they lived in great compact multitudes, forming a world of their own, from which the rest of world Jewry renewed its population continuously. He wasn't exaggerating when he concluded his report, 62 detailed pages later, Galicia is free of Jews. The 75th anniversary event, which began at City Hall, was the first ceremony of its kind in the post-Soviet era of Lviv's history. For my BBC World Service documentary, I recorded a concert of Jewish music on the site of the Golden Rose Synagogue in the medieval heart of Lviv. The shul opened in 1582 and was dynamited by the Nazis in 1942. Among the performers were the Varnishkas singers who performed a number of songs in Yiddish, more tendrils, nerve endings crawling over or under the Holocaust barrier, seeking to reconnect people with their history. They won't mind if I play you a bit of their Yiddish lullaby. New- линка майкин потом в а малки малки That's all for this FRDH podcast. You can hear lots more at the website, www.goldfarbpod.com. Please visit and make a donation when you're there to keep these podcasts coming. Thanks.